Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are beginning a new podcast series entitled The Blood Covenant. As current events continue to unfold, with striking prophetic alignment. And the false peace covenant that the Antichrist will make with Israel appears to be in the first stages of its implementation. As Israel and the United Arab Emirates shake hands with invitation to other states to join them in mutual collaboration, it becomes more and more urgent for the salvation truth that is found in Jesus Christ the Lord alone to be proclaimed in the earth while there is yet time. For while the earthly covenants are being made, leading to the final agreement the word of God has mandated must be endorsed to position the man of lawlessness, who for a time will beguile the world with his lies until he breaks all his promises and his true colors are shown. There is a heavenly covenant that will never be broken because it has been ratified between God the Father and his Son Jesus Christ and sealed by the Holy Spirit in holiness and in truth. It is the blood covenant, and this sacred pledge holds within it salvation's promise to all who have become partakers of its amazing grace, eternal life assurance, and miraculous new birth regeneration. This holy reminder is of great import, especially now, as the world is being turned upside down. And the last days and even last minutes prophecy is being fulfilled before our very eyes. God's people need to be strengthened in truth with deeper understanding of what our precious and awesome Savior accomplished for us and the eternal security that has been guaranteed to us through his finished work on the cross and his priceless and sinless blood he shed for us. Not only will this equip us to stand strong in that divine assurance, especially as things become more difficult, as Scripture alerts us, they surely will, but it will also strengthen our witness to others, particularly those who have yet to be ransomed from sin's prison of death through salvation's new birth reality. And so to understand more fully what the blood covenant is and how it affects us as God's true born-again children, allow me to borrow some valuable insight from a commentary written for the Covenant Kingdom, where I will be interjecting how the scriptural fulfillment Jesus accomplished for us in his blood covenant atonement sacrifice is depicted in profound type and symbol. They write, When we begin any discussion or teaching about covenant, you have to start with an understanding of the ceremony involved, for in it is held striking type and symbol of God's covenant relationship with those who have been blood-bought by his son's perfect and love-filled atonement sacrifice on mankind's behalf. Through this investigative process, we will also begin to realize that the entire understanding of the covenant kingdom begins with our Holy Spirit-endowed perception of the blood covenant that has been made between the Godhead. The term cutting the covenant comes from the Hebrew word berith or the Greek word diateke which means to make a covenant, 
by cutting to make the blood flow. This act is usually referred to as cutting the covenant and is performed in a sacred ceremony because of the tremendous significance of the event. The blood covenant is the most binding covenant any two people or groups of people can enter into. Once committed to, the only way out of it is by the death of one or both of the covenant makers. It is something that is never entered into lightly. The following steps are normally involved in cutting the covenant. First, there is an exchange of coats. The coat signifies the identity and authority of the person, group, or tribe entering this covenant. The coats are exchanged with each participant in the ceremony. The exchange is saying, Everything I am, everything I represent, now belongs to you. All my possessions, all that I am, my very self, I give to you. I am no longer my own. I now belong to you. In glorious covenant exchange for our filthy sin-riddled garments, our benevolent Father has given us the white robe of His Son's righteousness. In 2 Corinthians 5.21 we read, He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. He has covered our shame with His royal robe of forgiveness and redemption. And all that He is and all His glorious kingdom holds, He has given to us with His pledge in truth. Next, they exchange their weapon belts. On these belts include the bow, knife, sword, and any other useful weapons. This exchange signifies that all my strength now belongs to you. Your enemies are now my enemies, and my enemies are now your enemies. Your friends are now my friends, and my friends are now your friends. As God's covenant people, we have been given the armor of God, and all the weapons the arsenal of heaven holds. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual witness in high places. And therefore, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. What God loves, we now love, and what He hates, we now hate also. Vows were then exchanged in the walk of blood, where an animal is sacrificed by splitting it down the backbone. It is usually a bull, goat, or a lamb. The halves are laid open with a pool of blood between them. Again, in covenant fulfillment, our majestic Savior, the precious Lamb of God, was broken for us as His priceless and sinless blood flowed as a river of cleansing love. In Isaiah 53.5, we bear witness to this amazing grace and passion-filled offering. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. The participants then walked in a figure eight between the halves and met in the middle of the pool of blood. The figure eight is significant because it represents infinity or a never-ending relationship. As they met face to face, they pronounced the blessings and the curses of the covenant.
The curses were usually pronounced against anyone who would break this covenant. It was usually said like this, The one who breaks this covenant will die, just like this animal has died. A pledge was also given that said, Just as this animal gave its life, so I will give my life if necessary. Our Savior, Jesus the Christ, became a curse in order that the curse would never befall us. In Galatians 3.13 we read, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And then he died for our sins, so that the penalty of death those sins deserved would be paid for in full. Heaven's blood covenant could never be broken, because Jesus the Messiah fulfilled all the stipulations that would keep it bound forever. God knew that we could never keep our side of the covenant promise, and so he made it with himself. He ordered it, he ratified it, and he forever sealed it by his word. That is why in Genesis 15:12 we are told that God put Abraham into a deep sleep in order that the flesh of man would not be able to interfere or defile the holy covenant of salvation's promise. As the covenant ritual continued, an accounting was then given of all belongings for exchange if and when needed. While standing in the blood, they gave an accounting of all their possessions and declared that they would become available to the covenant partner if they ever had need of them. In 2 Peter 1, 3-4 we read, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. We decrease so that he can increase, and we surrender our all to him, because in divine exchange, he has given his all to us. The exchange of names came next. Each participant would take the other's name to himself. Especially in Hebrew context, names were very important, for they demonstrate a man's very character and integrity. God's covenant born-again children have been given his name, for we are now called Christians. Additionally, in Revelation 2.17 and 3.12, Jesus has given us this covenant promise. I will give him a new name written on the stone which no one knows but he who receives it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. And this is where we must pause for now, beloved. In our next podcast, we will pick up where we left off today as the Holy Spirit takes us deeper in the understanding of how powerful the blood of Jesus is and the vindication it speaks on our behalf. All praise, honor, and glory be His forever. And as always, I bid you His agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, 
P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.